Hello, Good. Andy. Nice watch. Hello, Andy. Nice glasses. Oh, this is great. I'm just getting compliments. <laughs> and me. Hello, hello, Andy. You're a nice guy inside <laughs> and out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see who science invites over for dinner. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Teabag Gibson. Namaste BA, Namaste Schmoopy. Cameron Schmoopy Shearer. Good results Chris and good feedback Andy. Thank you. And a super special VIP guest, Leonora Vellerman. Hi, great to be here. Woo. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Leo. Hey. <laughs> yeah, and from now on, we'll say Leo. I nearly, I, like I nearly said that. I know, you almost Leo. fucked it up. Was, That's right. I nearly did, yeah. I was keen to. Well done. Um, so, Leo, what we tend to do is an academic introduction uh, for scientists and non-scientists to the podcast. I hope that Cameron has done one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. You never so, asked. Yeah, so feel free to interrupt at any time if he's saying wrong things. Especially if he says something wrong. Please, please pipe up and, <laughs> and, uh, and let us know. I'd love that. All right. So, I'd, so of course, we all know that academic introductions are always very dry and that they're always just based upon a few things. So I've tried to do a peepop style academic introduction for Leo. Excellent. So I'm glad to introduce today someone who has always been very good to work with in the lab. Uh, Leo obtained her PhD around the same time as I did at Flinders University, working in chemistry. Um, She's had a very good research career, including obtaining a Mary Curie Fellowship. Is that right or does it have have another name? No, that's it. Yep. Well done. Uh, Working at the Imperial College London, which is a very good research institution in the United Kingdom. Fancy. Com- comparable to some other places very famous <laughs> in England we shall discuss. But that's, that's, that's impressive, Leah. Well done. Uh, so, and also research, uh, she has continued, even after finishing her PhD at Flinders, she continued to return to do Raman oh, uh, spectroscopy yeah. at Flinders. Absolutely. Uh, making her one of Chris Gibson's many mentees. Oh, Cameron... <laughs> You are amazing. You are amazing. This is the best intro I've ever heard. So I uh, I couldn't find... Do you have a Google Scholar page? No. Ooh, not why not? With all that stuff. We're going to have to talk about your um, social... What's the... What, branding. Social branding. Yeah, your personal and professional branding. Yeah, I'm rubbish. So <laughs> it was hard for me to find your stats, but um, there's only one stat which really matters, and that is a person's peepop most relevant scientist of the year competition score. Leo, do you have any idea what that is? No, I do. Okay. So Leo has listened to the podcast before, but not every episode. Yeah, come on, Leo. <laughs> you should be up on this. This should be one of your things. So the peepop most relevant scientist of the year competition is your citations for the year divided by your total number of uh, publications That's be for your career. <laughs> So I can say that your PPOP most relevant scientist year score for last year was 4.625, which means that you are a more relevant scientist than Chris Gibson. 
What? <laughs> we, 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 we do have some questions about the, uh, the P-pop relevant scientists. So uh, I can't, did I even get more than 4.6 in the end? I'd have to look it up. I'd have I'd to look you it were, up. And that's even after having the last 12 months off work yep. um, because you've been on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So like Andy, your career has improved uh, <laughs> with a year outside of science. And Andy beat me as well. So uh, I'm the least relevant apparently amongst the four of us. Well, they always say science is like a fickle woman. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> so that when you don't pay attention to it, then they, you know, they're into you. Oh, Did you oh not okay. Yeah. Hang on, like treat them keen and mean and steady. <laughs> What was that? Yes. <laughs> Hang on, you mean treat them mean? Yes. <laughs> Hang on, you mean treat them mean and keep them keen? <laughs> exactly right. Oh. Exactly right. Exactly. exactly. Right. <laughs> well, welcome. Oh, you done? No, I'm no, not. you're not done. Go you. The accolades <laughs> pouring in. Yeah, incredible. But perhaps uh, even more important stat mm. is that uh, we all search for one particular type of article in our careers, mm. and this is. The nature paper. <gasps> Some people have a nature paper. Others have a nature scientific reports paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just below the nature paper is the nature materials paper. Right. Which Leo has. Yeah. The nature materials paper. Which Congratulations. Is impressive. Impressive, Leo. Thank you. Impressive. Part of the team. Part Not, of the... Oh, yeah. come on. But was what? that your idea? behind that no, uh, no i thought it was <laughs> <laughs> you should just lie <laughs> yes it was all my idea okay, well okay. done well we can done. edit that that is the holy the holy grail of papers is a nature paper. yeah when you got the nature paper or like yeah did you did it feel different to a normal paper no not at all no it came across in your email what happened uh, everybody patted themselves on the back and stuff but um the way we came about it was a bit unorthodox I guess. You held someone at knife point and kinda, said, publish it. Yes. <laughs> 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 kind of like it invited to publish something. Oh, cool. And so we worked on on generating uh, this work and then eventually managed to publish it there and mm, after see. a long time. So you had a, uh, you had a good feeling when you submitted it there that it would be accepted. It was it, guaranteed yeah. accepted. That's cool. I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all know how it works. Um, yeah, the best kind of papers. Absolutely. Yeah. One's guaranteed. How to get many accepted. people were on the on the publication? Oh, I can't remember quite a lot. Yeah. So, did you feel people were like coming out of the woodwork? Kind of like when you win the lottery and everyone comes out and said, "Oh, give, just give me this little bit of money." Yeah, this, I did think you... maybe I was one that came out of the woodwork. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah. Good on you. Cheese onto that paper. Yeah. Well, it's not easy to come out of woodwork, is it? I mean, no, that's right. quite hard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Ask termites. <laughs> I'm not calling you a termite. Leo. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So you can cheese your way onto papers by yeah. doing enough to be the cheese in the sandwich, or you can termite your way Ooh, into papers like by coming out of the woodwork. There we Love go. It. I like it. That's There's a, a new one. I like it. I like it. That's a new one. All right. So. Not only was Leo great to work with when we do our, did our PhDs together, but she's been very good for me discussing career progression. So mm. we've both been keeping in touch, even though we haven't lived in the same city basically since 2012. Um, we've still been keeping in touch, talking about career progression, particularly job applications. Mm. So Leo is one of the few people who really look out for me 
sending me job adverts that I should apply for. Oh, cool. So I really appreciate that, Leo, mm. and thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no worries. What sort of <laughs> podcast do you listen to uh, when you're not doing lab work? <laughs> They're parenting ones now. So. Oh, yeah. Well, so what's your favorite ones? Uh, one with um, this Israeli woman that lives in the US now about kind of like peaceful parenting. Oh, I like the yeah. sound of that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So How do you peacefully parent? Uh, so you can kind of just chill with your kids, Yeah, I think, yeah. That's not, good. Be, not being so uptight? Yeah, yeah, I'm, all I think that I might need some help with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hook you up. <laughs> so it sounds like not only have you been a great thing for par- for Cameron's um, career, but you could also be great for parenting advice for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I held uh, uh, Leo's child, Ava, yesterday, and uh, she trusted me, which was nice. Mm-hmm. She didn't cry. <laughs> well done. No? She didn't yeah. cry. Well done, no, she's, she's lately been like not liking men in general. I don't okay. know how that. That, that could be an insult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't come across manly. But she likes Australian men. Okay. So, oh, very good. Yeah, she well, knows her great. roots. Good. <laughs> good stuff. Um, so at the, at the beginning, we said, uh, who would science oh, invite for dinner? That was a long time that ago. That was a very long time ago. Mm. But uh, let's cover it because Gibbo. Mm. If you had to throw a party and you had to invite just one other person, alive or dead, <laughs> who would it be? My wife, Joyce Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, no, no. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, oh yeah. that's so Absolutely. beautiful. Absolutely. Often yeah. when Andy comes up with this, what would science do things, he has an ulterior motive. <laughs> so is there a dinner party that you haven't been invited to recently that's making you angry? No, I'm just, I'd like, I just, I, <laughs> I do didn't realize, have... You're absolutely right. There's usually a connection <laughs> to these. I do get FOMO, but there's, Ooh. I think I'm popular enough to either be invited to everything I hear about or uh, unpopular enough that no one tells me anything so I don't feel left out. To those people okay. out there unfamiliar with computer language, yeah. what is FOMO? Uh, fear of missing out. Ah, okay, cool. I knew yeah. that. That's fine. Good. Just for the people. <laughs> what about you, Cameroon? Are you letting him stick with Joyce Gibson? Yeah, because he was just going to weasel his way into saying something else. Well, so. What am I, if I don't say my wife, I'm, I'm going to look like yeah, an Yeah, man, asshole. you're in deep shit. Yeah, that's right. All right, Joyce Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what about you, Leo? You can't invite I'm my wife, I'm going to have to say Joyce Gibson. Oh. <laughs> she sounds amazing. <laughs> well, she is, of course, but I'm the only one allowed to invite her. You, you can't invite what? her at BA. That'd be, that's too much there. You know what? I'm getting Joyce Gibson over as well. And who would science have over? Joyce Joyce Gibson. Gibson. Very good. I had another answer prepared for that. I wasn't going to say Joyce. Chris, you can look at you can look after the kids on all of these evenings. Uh, She's gonna have a lovely time with us. She'd love that. Very good. Oh. Oh. Oh Leo, you're not ready for this, are you? Get ready. This is uh, this is uncomfortable for everyone. This is what it looks like live. <laughs> Ow, it's it looks more uh, painful than it sounds. Time for news for the week. Mm, was that that sounded like birth? Actually, did it? There was some short panting there. Oh, it sounded a bit like great. birth. So. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing my breathing exercises yep, for the big yep, poos. Yep. Um, so what we'd like to do is just recap on. I mean, we normally can't recap on like our week. But what's been happening in your life recently that is interesting, you're proud of, uh, anything science-related that you want to share? Well, 
Uh, we're on a trip to Australia, so currently live in the UK. So it's pretty big for us to be here. Cool. My um, parents have met my daughter for the first time. Oh, and she's already a year old, so they That's had exciting. to wait a long time. That's wow. excellent. Yeah. Science-wise, yeah, nothing's happening there. No, no, no. So do you want to give a quick uh, kind of update of where you're at in your career? Um, maybe from PhD from Schmoop- Schmoopy's time with you. Um, what? Where have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, By the way, they call me Schmoopy time. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and outside the podcast mm. as well. Uh, <laughs> isn't it nice? So yeah. I know that after PhD, you were you did a postdoc at in Geelong. Yeah, is that the yeah. first one? Yes, that's went right. To Geelong yeah. Deakin University, year and a half there, and then went over to Imperial in London and then applied for a Marie Curie and got it that year and then so worked at uh, Imperial on the Marie Curie and then I guess my boss liked me so much so he kept me until um, I was eligible for maternity leave Mm. which is great and yeah so then once I was uh, once I was ready to go on maternity leave then I moved up to where my husband works so so we live separately for the for the entire duration and um yeah, it's the academic two-body problem that you have. Mm, yeah. So he's a lecturer and, yeah, so I did my, my postdoc in London and just, yeah, had to commute to see each other. And, yeah, then had my baby. Then, I guess because my boss does like me, he brought me back over the summer for two and a half months. Right. So I can try to keep my career afloat a little bit, keep my fingers in science. And, yeah, but now that's done and I guess I'm full-time stay-at-home mom. Hmm. Cool. Brilliant. Yep. Very good. But you guys, you're going back to the UK soon. In a Just month. the boss that likes you going to give you a few more months? Or it's a bit hard when you're living in Lincoln and yeah, going down to London. Yeah, it's, it's not commutable. So, yeah. But I'm still kind of like working with this group. So I've got a student there that's still finishing up. And yeah, but basically working for free kind of story, writing up papers and okay. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So have you got adjunct status there? Is that the... The thing they've got you on? I've got like a key card that works. <laughs> things, but so they must have something. Your email, like Imperial email is still active, oh, yeah, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that still works. So they haven't deleted you from the system? No. But you're not an official. No, you're, I actually looked at your uh, webpage today. So at I'm least. still listed. Yeah, as you're still there. Something? Yeah. Okay. Mm, good. good. So and <laughs> you're in the. Your husband's doing some work at Flinders University, your old university. How yeah, does that feel? Yeah. God, you, how uh, incestuous. Showing, <laughs> showing him around the traps and uh, pointing out your old office. Did you look at your old oh, office? Oh, no, I haven't. No, he can work his own way around. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you go been back? Did you go to Flinders at all this this trip yet? Well, I walked the baby around the campus. <laughs> I actually went there at 9.30 for a walk and nobody was in. Where is no, everyone? Not even Christopher Teabag Gibson. Oh, when was no, this, Leah? No, it went past your when, office when too. Was, when was this? <laughs> a week ago, I think. Oh, I, I was definitely around, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was working my guts Pitch out. Pitch black <laughs> office. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I often leave the light off yeah. in my office. <laughs> even, when, even when it means. Saving power. Yeah, right. yeah. That's me. Environment, yeah. <laughs> yeah well wicked so we've got some questions for you um for our topic about all sorts of things i'm sure there's yeah. probably some rubbish questions from gibbo some sensible questions from cameron and uh some nonsense stuff from me so that would be fun shrupi what have you been up to mate all right long weekend we had the australia day yeah. uh, long weekend that we're this is the monday of right now and for some reason 
I don't play cricket on this weekend, Ooh, so what? I had three days off. What, what over are you going to do with yourself for three days? Yeah, well, we got the baby coming up, yep. so now is the time to get mm. the house schmick and span. That's not what's what's the spick and span. Schmick and spam. That was good. Schmick and spam. Yeah, because now it's going to be, as soon as the baby arrives, it will be 18 years before it looks like this again. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So I've I've acted like a tradie uh, this whole weekend. Nice. I've worn my uh, my complete tradie uniform. Um, steel cap boots have been yeah. on. They've been, in the, they've been in the garden for a very long time. Tool belt? No. No, no tool, tool belt. belt. Right. Oh, khaki thanks. shorts? No khaki shorts. I don't know what I need, but we're wearing khaki shirt oh yeah that's not bad that's um, not bad that's one of my, bad. my dad's old fishing shirt oh, i've been very, wearing is my is my tradie shirt okay uh the good things about being a tradie uh as someone who's looking down the barrel of um maybe changing jobs in mm-hmm. the in the near future mm-hmm. it's very good to see a finished uh job that you start that day and finish yeah. that day never get that mm-hmm. in science mm-hmm. um and the idea that yeah i can do Go from conception to completion so quickly was was very good. Yeah. Um, the bad things are uh, I was working on a on a shed roof today, so I did oh. the a shed roof and um, put some mulch down in the garden. Did you mm. guys see the mulch as you walked past? The mulch looked lovely. Yeah, thanks. So mulchy. Yeah. On the on the roof today, thirty one mm. degrees in Adelaide. Mm. I reckon. I must have been in some center of hotness because I think it was about 60 degrees up on the roof today. <laughs> the roof may have been reflecting heat back upon you, I would say. That wouldn't be good. But you're yeah. not looking red, so that's a good thing. Oh, I put sunscreen on. Good yeah, man. Clever, um, clever. But, you know, um, I'm very sore all over. It was hot on the roof and I'm glad that I don't need to be a tradie again tomorrow. And I can choose whether I'm going to be a tradie again next weekend. So not a future job endeavor for you? Well, not first choice anyway. I'd rather, I'd rather be an IT guy, maybe. <laughs> Come join me. Um, but I found out today, I got some quotes for some renovation work that we're thinking of doing. Yep. And the guy who was quoting said, well, you know, when you get an electrician out here, you know, it's a $500 call out fee. Yeah. What? Mm. 500 bucks just to turn up. And then see if you could do the job. Yeah. That is insane to me. We're in the wrong profession, everyone. Mm. You want we're- me to do it for you? I actually... Um, Wired in the um, a heater fan into the bathroom on uh, Saturday. Oh. Cameras call out fee is only four hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway, it was ridiculous. It's all just following the the lines, electricians. It's easy. <laughs> it's just following the lines. <laughs> uh, now, last episode, I brought up some email scams. Yes. Ooh. For some reason, I'm keep getting finding coming across these email scams so a great one last last week that came came across me jesus Um, (laughs) working in the same office as my line manager or my supervisor yeah and he received an email from the dvcr Mm. and it just said come to my office and he got the email at like 5 30 and so he thought oh that's weird time for this email he, he runs off, goes to the office, and then he the DVCR isn't in the office when he gets there. So my line manager emails the DVCR saying, sorry, didn't make it to the office, yada, yada, yada. 
and then they had a few other email exchanges and then eventually the DVCR writes back saying, um, since you didn't come to my office and you've put me off this much, please buy an iTunes gift card <laughs> <laughs> and email me the, the, the numbers. <laughs> so they had him until they asked for an iTunes gift voucher. Uh, yep. That's amazing. That if Leo, if you were a DBCR, <laughs> do you, what sort of music do you think you'd listen to? You could buy movies on an iTunes gift voucher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually had an email from my line manager once and he wrote, um, are you at uni today? And to which I just wrote back saying yes. Mm -hmm. And I later found out that it's not his email but it was firstname.lastname at gmail.com. Oh, okay. And they, someone had just taken that and then tried to assume his identity. That's But for cool. some reason, me saying yes to that question yeah. didn't lead them to ask, ask for me iTunes. for an iTunes gift voucher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to have fooled someone for so long and then to just ask for something so inane. Yeah. <laughs> it just like straight away, you're like, well, obviously this is bullshit. Yeah. Oh, well, well, great. Although so, if you had start only just started in that position, that would have happened. You would have probably done it and be like, why does he love gift cards so much? <laughs> that is great. I'm still thinking about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to upset him. Very good. Anything else? That's it. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Um, so news for the week is uh, tomorrow I'm off to Melbourne. Oh. So last time, last podcast, I talked about how um, I'm working with Altmetric yep. so that my startup verbalize.science would be used in their Altmetric score for scientists, which is excellent. So I'm off to Melbourne flying tomorrow. Guys, I am going Jetstar. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry, I was waiting for first class then. Or the business. Second, second cheapest airline. Yeah, it's not right. Tiger. Not the, the worst. My partner said, oh, that's right. well, it's not Tiger. Yeah. It kind of is. Are you doing a, a day day? Uh, are you overnight in Melbourne? No, no, I'm there for three days. So it's a three day Ooh. symposium. And I'm meeting up with them on one okay. of the days. Um, guess how much the flights were? Um, return, Leo. 120. Oh, you're yeah, very close. Oh, if that was close, 119. Free. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> 114. Return. Oh, very good. Very good. That's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty Bags? good. Yeah. Uh, seven kilos, but I will be upgrading to 10 kilos for like an extra $20 each way or something. 10 so, kilos. Yeah. Carry, carry on carry check on. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's cheaper than the trains in the UK. So, because yeah. we had like a semi-long distance relationship, a three-hour train drive, that yeah. would be 70 pounds <gasps> return. Wow. And 70... we did that pretty oh, much every God. weekend. That's insane. Yeah. So, a flight, to a one-hour flight to Melbourne yeah. is cheap. Well, yeah, I did a long distance with my first ever girlfriend who broke my heart <sighs> in Plymouth. Her name's Terry Jane Knott. If you're listening, Terry, <laughs> I'm not over it still. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I used to travel home three hours with a connection. I remember I had to get all the student deals and stuff. So why is it so expensive? Do you know? I don't know. People complain about it. Like, I think you can commute from Spain to London for cheaper. Yes. They, they that, privatized yeah. the, the rail, I think, in the uh, UK. Uh, it hasn't yeah, really worked yeah. out as well Are as Are the trains like. full? 
Yeah, sometimes you have to stand for the full okay. three hour duration. Well, then, I mean, they, then they should be charging more. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> or putting You're on lucky to get them for 70 quid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually saw that there was um, a guy who, it was so expensive to travel by train that flying to Spain, so he wanted to go from like London to Manchester, for example, but it was cheaper to fly London to Spain. He had a whole day in Spain, like in Barcelona <laughs> or something, just hanging out. Then went Barcelona to Manchester and it was cheaper than actually just getting the train. Um, That's, so insane. Have you, wow. yeah. That's insane. That's insane. So you can have like day trips just all the time. I didn't know about that trick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, well, to go yeah. From, you could go from Lincoln to London and turn up with a tan. <laughs> a deep tan. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't understand. How did you get a tan? Yeah. Solarium train. Oh, <laughs> oh, there we go. Cameron, you've done it again. That's a great one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, off I'm to stealing, Melbourne. That uh, is a good idea. I'm stealing It's that. not. You everyone get cancer. Well, uh, sorry, solarium's a bad idea. But, <laughs> but something train yeah. is a good idea. You've got to sign a waiver or something before you go on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, that's great. And once again, so, Leo, we talked about how my science career is actually increased uh well my the my kind of prowess has increased as i've been out of science yeah. for two years more citations mm. every year more citations uh not publishing and still winning the science game well i'm about to say the same for grant funding what? oh no way <laughs> i've just is, been shortlisted just for a grant it. Which gives me twenty five thousand pounds. Whoa! Which is I don't know how much is that these days, Leo. Mm, Forty thousand. Forty thousand. Anyway, from digital science. So I found out that on Sunday that I've been shortlisted. So and then um, they said the the review. I think I have to do like a Skype thing where they go through the site and they talk about what yeah. I want to do, but. It's that's, just that's your strength. That's I love talking to people. That's was, it. Was this the one where you said a while ago you mentioned that someone just said, "Oh, would you like to be? Would you like to be on a grant?" Was, well, is so that yeah, this one? no, it wasn't that exact one, but this one happened in the same way. Huh. So someone I met up with someone and they said, "Oh, you should apply for this grant we got going." I was like, "Okay," and it's like a page and a half. <laughs> and now I'm shortlisted. Look, I don't know how many people are shortlisted, but still, it's way better than the science thing where you spend three months writing a grant. <sighs> yeah. I'm happy for you, Andy. <laughs> you don't look like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not right to say though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well done. So Andy, no, well done. I'm a way better entrepreneur than I am scientist. Apparently, I'm at least better at bluffing when it comes to getting money. So that's a so good. Idea. If you get the the twenty thousand pound one, twenty five thousand pounds. Yep. What, what do you have to spend it on? What's the? Uh, uh, I've the already put in a proposal that we would be using or developing um, tools that a scientist would scan in their PDF or their poster, and then we would analyze it and spit out a narrative that they could use for okay. um, impact online. So it could be like a, a template for uh, a popular science article um, or a template for a script that they would verbalize and verbalize.science, something like that. Excellent. Yep. So that's nice. my news. Good luck, good luck with old metric. Thanks. Tomorrow. Thanks. Yeah, well done. Yeah, good luck. What have you been up to? Well, as usual, I've got massive news. Have you? Massive news. Here it comes. It's coming at you. Paper accepted in the journal Small Methods. Impact nice. Factor pending. Should get one this year, June. 
Uh, published through your favourite publisher, BA. Wiley. Wiley. Oh, I love Wiley. Wiley. So I love Wiley because they <laughs> flew me down to Melbourne, put me up in a nice hotel, let me speak at their seminar series and treated me like a king for a day. Mm. We thought it was a scam. <laughs> yeah. And he was going to get ripped off and taken hostage or something, but it didn't. Unfortunately, no. it didn't work out that way. It was all gravy. Did they make you fly Jetstar? Uh, no, I believe I flew Qantas oh, for that. Oh, what? <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Um, let's keep moving. Graphene thickness paper. Yes. Over 100 sites on Google Scholar. I saw that. Amazing. Is this your Amazing. hero paper? Is this the... Uh, so it's not my top-sided one, but it, it I, I love this paper. Where is it, it on your list now? Is it three? Uh, no, it's... I. Th- Think four or five. Oh, I think got a, I've got, got a few ahead of it. Is. Yeah, I've got a few ahead of it. So, um, but it is it is currently I'd say my favourite paper without right. a doubt. Um, I love it. So, eight thousand three hundred ninety five downloads on the journal website Nanotechnology. It's a lot. It just keeps climbing. Uh, so a, a little bit of a little bit of uh, catch up news. Remember my two leftover papers I talked about? Yeah, at the end of last year, you said that we're on one and you should write that one first. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, my two leftover papers that I've already written up. There was one in 2017 ah, and one in 2018. Okay, and right. one of the podcasts we talked about, what's the good thing about writing up all this leftover work? Yeah. They're getting sites. Oh, so even though you sites. just pu- you just oh. publish them, it's like, oh, fuck, I need to get these out the way. One of the things we talked about is, well, they might get sites. Some, sometimes this work isn't the best work you've done and it's debatable whether it'll ever get sites. So, sorry, before you go, I think mm. I, I mistook what you meant by leftover as well. I had the same impression is Andy okay. but you mean these are leftovers as in you've kind of scrounged a paper f- out of the chapter of a thesis exactly that wasn't published exactly. These, these were two papers scrounged together from uh, a chapter or two from Ash Slattery's thesis mm. and uh, both of them were pu- one was published in 2017 one was published in 2018 just a few months ago uh, and they've, they've both got sites and only one of them is from me so one's got, <laughs> one's got two sites, the 2018, that's only just come out, and the 2017's got five. So, what? wow. Yeah. I'm, have you re- I'm reasonably impressed. Have you reviewed any of those papers that have cited it? Um, no, I don't think so. Because I have. Ooh. I think I've probably reviewed all of them. Oh, <laughs> good on you, man. I'm the corresponding author on, that, on one of those, on the 2017 paper. Yes, you are. And I'm perhaps... Am I second author, but I'm first listed corresponding author? Because I seem to get uh, so remember. many review requests for AFM of nanotube um, tips now. Okay. Well, I'm not getting So many. I actually assumed that you were getting them to review as well. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not getting any of those Would you all. want more to review? Are you happy with your review load? Uh, I'm getting quite a few to review, but more, more papers that would do nanotube nanotube tip work yep. i would be happy to review those yeah you can Absolutely. pass them on that's it or do you like it do you like doing it oh uh, no i'm i'm i think i'm gonna stop reviewing papers for a while yeah focus on you yeah yeah because i think i should only really review as many papers as i publish each year one in one out yeah that's fine leo do you do much reviewing no not now no no did you ever get like all the emails to? Because yeah, once they've they got take, your email, they yeah, they and they take you. too long, and yeah, it is like prioritizing. And mm. yes, yeah, so my husband told me that now postdocs don't need to really do it. Once you're academic staff, then you, it's part of your job requirement. Mm. So it's just a distraction if you're postdocing. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Very good. So one more bit, and we kind of half covered this a little bit, but I want to do an updated. Cameron Shearer, Rubbish Science Competition, P-Pop Relevant Scientist Competition Update. 
B-Pop's Most Relevant Sciences of the Year competition. Very good. So this is just for 2019 and I'm including oh. Leon- Leonora Velleman. We do have Leo's one. numbers. Yep. Me, 0.67. Oh, you're lower than one. Mm. BA, 0.65. I'm lower than... Oh, that's the reason you brought it up. <laughs> it's How are you I'm, beating Andy already? Uh, who knows? I guess I'm just more relevant. <laughs> By 0.02? Yep, that's right. I'll take that. That's I in the thought, noise. I thought he was above one or, or have you shut up a lot recently? What's that? What am I on? I reckon so he's you are it. on. you are on uh, 0.83. So what happened was BA didn't change from last time. He, it was 0.65. I went from 0.61 to 0.67. You've gone from 0.77 to 0.83. Okay. And this is another little before we get to Leo's uh, P-pop score. Cameron Shearer now has 1,000 sites on Scopus. Whoa. Well Congratulations, done. Congratulations. Well done, mate. Well done. Ticking over the, t- the ton. Is it a ton? Yeah, we'll call, we'll call it a, a, a ton right. times 10. Yeah, it's a ton. Oh no, it's a ton. It's, it's a, a ton. 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 <laughs> Say again. What? Ton. Ton. <laughs> thought you said what? tongue. <laughs> <laughs> ton. So anyway, now Leo's Put your glasses score. on properly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it annoys you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are very kind of angled high on above the ear. <laughs> they're on the they're on, they're correct on the nose, but the actual ear bit is very high. It makes my nose look smaller. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Leo. Leo's uh, oh. peep up score is one point one seven. So you are more Always relevant. Doubled. You're the most relevant person on this table. You're you're, you're far How more relevant than any of us. Oh, you're done. more rele- You're a lot more relevant than Cameron. You're 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 a lot more relevant than me. But you're shitting on Andy. Like, <laughs> Andy, you are. Look, I thought I was doing quite well. By Look, over two percent. He loves it. He's loving it. It's all right. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I gotta bask in this glory for One, while I can. I'm not publishing. So you've got to put me on papers to keep this lead. <sighs> I'm happy for you to put me on papers if you want to keep this lead. It's worth my while <laughs> to add you on any paper I'm pu- currently publishing. Yeah, fine. To, I'm happy uh, with that. To make sure you, uh, you you get beaten. All right. Perfect. Boom. It's time for Topic of the Day. No. We Very always good. need that top note. Someone, <laughs> someone goes higher than Chris. Yeah. Yes. We love it. I, uh, love I that have top what's note. known as a falsetto singing <laughs> voice. Uh, very good, Leah. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so, everyone, P-poppers, this is our chance to get to know Leo a little bit better because everyone's career is different. It's unique. Um, first of all, Leo, I just want to ask. So, you went from an uh, Australian institution to mm-hmm. a UK institution now what was that change like for you yeah it was advertised online and actually first i applied for another group at imperial and then uh this other position came up and because it was you know the they asked for basically the same thing because it's like an online form you have to fill out mm-hmm. so it was very easy to go for this second position copy and, and paste across yeah yeah Good. pretty much and yeah, I was just really surprised and got an interview for that one. And they messaged me the next day and said, I got it. Well, the next day? Yeah. Well done. Oh, wow. Beavers. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you have a <laughs> Skype interview? Yeah, a Skype interview. Face with video on? Yes. How did you find that? Oh, actually, first it was video both on and then they turned it 
their video off, so it was just me on video. Just looking at yourself. So they were were probably whispering to each other or having secret signs like... Mm. Thumbs down or thumbs up? Is oh, it? no. Must have been thumbs up. I didn't up. even think that. Like, lucky I wasn't <laughs> thinking that when I had the interview. I'd have blown it. <laughs> when you found out you got the job, was there any aspect of, I don't know, your life at the time where you're like, I don't want to go to the UK? Like, it's a it's a fair distance. It's away from family, friends. I assume, are you from Adelaide originally? Yeah, from so you Adelaide. Had, yeah, so you had to move away from quite a support structure. Was there any... Um, yeah, what was your experience in sort of the move and, and personally, were you worried about it at all? Yeah, it was an incredibly hard. But um, yeah, they always say to try to get overseas for experience and, and they're yeah. right about that. It's uh, It was very good getting over there for, for research. Um, personally, yeah, it was very hard. At the time, I had a partner of 11 years and it, mm. um, yeah, it meant that it kind of fizzled out when I left for, for London. Wow, that's really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very difficult. It was hard on my parents, of course, mm-hmm. me going that far. But I think they all thought it was temporary. And yeah, even me, I thought it was yeah. temporary. So you can kind of do these moves, especially when you're young as well. I think that's one of the nice things about postdoc is, is that you can, you know, travel the world, live in different places. There just comes a time in your life when you actually want to, you know, settle down in one place. And mm. that's where the postdoc life is no longer ideal. Yeah, that's right. And London's a pretty expensive place as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So it I, was I like, seem to remember you had some strange housemates or house or living arrangements. Yeah. So for, for a first thing, I guess you didn't think that you would, you know, have to share a house again. Yeah, like, on a, as, as a postdoc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that was student days. And then so actually the girl I lived with was a hoarder. So it was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> clinically like <laughs> anything in particular that she was hoarding. Just everything, but it was insane. It would be like there was this desk in the lounge room, and it was literally like one layer. And then I guess she wanted to hide, or a guest came over, so she threw a cloth over that layer, and then she would pile more stuff on top, and then another cloth. Oh. And it was like a lasagna. <laughs> oh wow! Of things. A lasagna of shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's and incredible. Did she at least change the color of the cloth then, like a lasagna, to have it some... Yes, it was a very beautiful lump of a table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You feel like that now, though? Or you? It's, I guess it's a bit of a loaded question, but obviously the, the benefits of moving outweighed that initial um, reservation that you had about moving. Yes, yeah. definitely. How long did it take you before you felt like, oh, I've actually, I, I, I like it here. I don't mind being here. How long did it take to settle in, I guess, for you? It was straight away. Yeah? Yeah. You liked it straight yeah, away? I was excited straight mm. away, part of the research group and mm. a little bit leaving that boyfriend in Australia. It's a long story. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We've got loads of time to listen to that one. Don't let Andy delve. <laughs> <laughs> The more personal, no. the better. Yeah. yeah, it was just the, the the culture there is really nice as well. Everybody was welcoming. You go yeah. out for drinks Friday night and mm. yeah. It's... Was it quite an international group of people? Yes. So like people would try to catch me when I get back to Australia and say, oh, you've got an English accent now. But then I was like, I don't speak to anyone that's English actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the entire research group is huh. yeah, international. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And so what advice would you have for someone, say a PhD or postdoc or ECR, that's thinking about going abroad? What advice would you give them if they're sort of um, just 
applying for jobs or i mean would you go anywhere in the world for example would you stick to the, the good universities like the more mature ones germany the uk no, like even i hadn't ever heard of imperial before and i didn't even realize it was a good university so that was kind of yeah <laughs> that was luck luck <laughs> i was like oh should i take this job or not i was like oh thank god i do that job. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's got a great reputation yeah yeah so um no i'd say go for it but then on the other hand because I've been a th- few years through the the system is that like um so I guess a lot of us want to return to Australia so the Australians that go out and they come back and it's very difficult for us to come back even though they say like you know you have to you know go overseas for your for your postdocs and then you can you know come back and there'll be jobs waiting for you and there just really aren't and the the postdocs that I know of that returned here they returned without um jobs did you Cameron mm. did you have a job lined up I did ah oh, you're yeah. the one person that I know <laughs> that had a job lined up back yeah. in Australia but then again like not a permanent one no so. mm. it was just lucky that the that the contract kind of overlapped of the between the two as well or else mm. I probably would have come back without a without a job yeah yes so it's difficult if you you know you do like your home country and then it's hard because you 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 know everyone in like so i know everyone in the uk now in my field and stuff like that and then so you come back here and you don't have your ties anymore you don't have like yeah people to kind of the network yeah yeah the network yeah Yeah, i felt like i was almost starting again when Mm, i came back exactly it was like it was almost exactly it was it felt similar to when i first went over the uk i came back and i was coming to adelaide i'd never been to adelaide and i didn't know anyone i was like god this is this is the same as like starting in the UK, except the weather's shit loads better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you feel like because you didn't have your support networks when you moved abroad to the like to the UK, do you feel like you spent more time in the lab? Do you think your do you feel like your career was better because you didn't have the support networks? Or did you spend less time in the lab than you would have if you were in Australia because you were out searching for those new networks? Yeah, I'd say also to see the culture like outside of Australia because we've got kind of like a laid back attitude mm. whereas at Imperial it's like the you have to put in a lot of hours weekends things like that and, okay and you're asked to do that above and beyond and so I guess yeah like trying to keep afloat with all of that stuff it definitely changes like your work attitude yeah wow so so what was the biggest cultural change you noticed from adelaide to the uk was it was it the working hours hmm no it was the money the money (laughs) okay (laughs) that that is they so contrasting between australia and and the uk there's just so much money there like you know, here university might have an AFM to the university, but your group has three just itself. Right. So mm, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. They have just the the funding is huge. Like yeah. one one group leader can get you know millions of pounds of of money just for them, not you know spread over a a system of of research groups and centres. Yeah. So that was the biggest shock to me. And that obviously helped you get your Mary Curie. Was that what it was? The, yeah, yeah, the Marie So Curie. do you feel like that if you're in Australia, you wouldn't have been able to get a grant because it, there was fewer options or? There are a lot less options for grants here. Yeah. But, um, so you have the all the European grants and the, the British grants there. Available to UK. So, yeah, available oh, course, when you're in yeah, the UK. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, one of the ones that um 
Like, for example, Australia doesn't offer any for women trying to get back into science, mm. whereas the UK actually offer a fair few of them. So now I'm looking into into those as a possible way to to get back into things That's after brilliant. having kids. And what sort mm. of support do they provide out of interest? Um, so there's one that's actually specifically only open to women that have had a two year or longer break. Mm-hmm. So um, they offer like actual proper support to get you back into into research and and mentoring and things like that. Brilliant. One of them is um, there's the Royal Society who offer the University Research Fellowship. So they've got another one which is just for for people that have taken a career break or or that either for illness or child yeah mm-hmm. uh, child mm-hmm. care and and that one's called the Dorothy Hodgkins and that one is like an kind of an elite one so mm. you know you, you're kind of upcoming like the university research fellowships but you've got these constraints on you like with um yeah child care or mm-hmm. yeah illness that's incredible great. yeah that's the way it should be though because we the world needs intelligent women to have children that's right the intelligent women deserve to be able to continue in the whatever job they were working in before yeah it's really nice to hear that there's loads it's like oh yeah there's a few and i think in australia like when one when it's like we have this grant it's for i think unisa or a local university did and everyone stood up and applauded and like Hmm. that's not where we should be we should be at a point like the uk where it's like oh yeah there's there's lots of options for me as a as a a parent returning to science so Hmm. that's really nice to hear so so one question so if there's all this money in England and it's obviously from the government and from private industry. Is there any EU money that's going to disappear after Brexit? Oh yeah, are people concerned? <laughs> is there any what's the, what's the science the science feeling in the UK about uh, around Brexit? I is there any at all maybe? I think they're scared but we're just continuing like normal business and mm. yeah, I'm not even sure if anything's going to happen with that or if we'll, isn't it like Norway and Switzerland also eligible for those? Oh, I'm not um, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. What's I don't happen. know. I try to not listen because it feels like they've been harping on about Brexit for years now and nothing's <laughs> happening. So yeah. it's a waste of mental energy. Yeah. You'll find out when it actually matters. Yeah, exactly. I usually ask very pointed questions he does. of our guests. It gets pretty, gets pretty tough. Oh. So you're an Aussie that's been overseas. Yeah. You've done some traveling. Yes. It's time to compare notes. Where you been? Oh, like holidays and Where stuff. Where What countries have you seen? <laughs> this is how Australians act overseas. This is, this is how it goes. In my experience, it's it's a competition and I'm going to win. Oh. Where you been, Leo? Let us know. Oh, God. London? Where have you been? You should have asked before. I could have written a list and compared there's, proper notes. There's that many? <laughs> You're in Switzerland, aren't you? Yeah, I, I went and did like a train trip and, you know, around Europe trip. All together. Yeah. There you go, Chris. Uh, yeah. So you saw lots of countries in Europe, did you? Yeah, that's the great thing about living it in is. Europe. Is it is. Did you go so to Cairo easy. in Egypt at all? No, to see there the pyramids? you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you that's win a shame. That one. Are they even in the EU? Uh, no, that's North Africa, Andy. It's even more street <laughs> Yeah, well, didn't you just talk about the EU? No, I, I just said where you've been. Anywhere in the anywhere, world. Anywhere, anywhere you've been in the world. I mean, anyway. that's the great thing about it's the great thing about living in London. You're so close to so many great places. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did a, <laughs> I did a trip to uh, Egypt and uh, went up down the Nile to Luxor and back up again. Went on a felucca, which is like a sailboat. So uh, it's a shame you haven't been because it's probably the most amazing. Country Your whole in career the world. is a fucking felucca. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, where else? Where else, Leo? Uh, France, Germany. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did all them too. All yep. right. Turkey. What's your fa- 
No. Uh, well, let me tell you about Turkey. <laughs> is it good? Uh, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Place. Yeah. If you've been overseas and you haven't been to Turkey, I'm not sure if you can really say you've been overseas. Your whole career's mm. a Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, that's great, Leo. So let's let's move on from, from travel. Okay. Have you been to Cambridge? Yes. Oh, well. Did they, t- well, did let they me talk back, back everything <laughs> I said? You've been to Cambridge. You have been overseas. Well, what was your college? I was attached to Girton College, which was Did the first to- female college. You heard of that one? Mm, I don't know. No. Did they talk of Bill Gibson? Yes, you're world renowned there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take it back because you hadn't heard of Girton. Now that you've said they've heard of me, it's all back on the table. Thank you, Leo. Uh, yeah, Cambridge, amazing, isn't it? Amazing place. Yes. What did nice. you do My in Cambridge? My sister-in-law lives there. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Whereabouts in Cambridge? I'm sure I know it. <laughs> in Cambridge. Yeah, in Cambridge. I can spot it on a map. But Near the Grafton Centre? No. Okay. Parker's Peace? No. no. Stop saying this. I don't know what's going <laughs> on, what you're talking the about. You are the boring me. <laughs> That's the river. Um, the Gib. The Gib. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's it. I'm out. I'm out of questions. All right, I got more. I, I got another one. All right, all right. All right. Uh, Leo, you did honours at Flinders Uni. Yes. You did honours a different year to me. You did honours at Flinders University before Chris Gibson was even at Flinders oh. University. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. That's how long ago you did honours. Mm. I mm. was at Flinders for ages and, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you did a atomic force microscopy project. For your honours, yeah. am I right? Honours, yep. And Chris, how how would this? Leo used to tell me mm. that she came in at what times? Like midnight to do AFM imaging. Is that accurate? I don't remember. I came in to do the membrane transport stuff. I can't remember ah. that AFM. So when midnight. I first started, the 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 instrument was booked pretty well heavily around the clock. So that wouldn't surprise me. And you definitely used it when I was there, Leo, definitely. Yeah, so yeah. you were you were a very good user, turned up yes. on time, used the whole uh, session, and I don't recall any issues. Uh, I remember once when I'd booked a weekend morning and then the very next group meeting with Joe, Joe had a, was told the group that they need to attend their bookings and I slept through that booking. Uh, was that, you know, uh, pointed at me? <laughs> Leo, yes, I'm, I'm sorry. I slept in. I, uh, uh, all right. You're now you're finally go. admitting it. I got it. black uh-huh. mark against me. I've held it all these years. <laughs> the shame <laughs> of it. Every night I go to sleep and I replay this in yeah. my mind. <laughs> right, well, look, I won't say I'm not disappointed, Leo. I am, but I think we'll get through that. It's happened yeah. a long time ago and I'm willing to forgive you. Was I <laughs> looking after the instrument then? No. Oh, okay. Let's perform my there time. Go. Very yeah. good. All right, Leo. I've talked about your career. Let's talk about something a little bit sort of more recent, which is obviously leaving science for maybe one, two years. Yeah. What is it, what is it that you miss about science as a parent, oh, as a new parent? It's strange because when I when I stopped my job the first time and then it was like, ah, oh, it's such, you know, a relief, like having the slower pace of life and mm. and stuff. And then so I used the two and a half months where I went back to work. So my daughter was um, under six months old then and I used that as kind of a gauge to see like whether I really wanted to stay in, in science. And then when I was in it, in the thick of it, 
then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm loving this. Like I have to find a way to stay, stay in my career. Uh, even when it was like all the experiments weren't working and there was the oh. stresses of. <laughs> so it wasn't just a Yeah, it wasn't joy. like everything is going great and yeah, everything was. You still missed I it even though things were. I just the chase yeah. and yeah, and working with people. Um, and I had like extra stresses in that time as well. So um, because my daughter was under six months old and I was, I was breastfeeding and so they don't start eating solids until after six months. So I had the stresses of work and then I had the stresses of keeping my baby alive. <laughs> and the, the, the technicalities of being able to keep that going, like um, I don't think people realize in when you go back to work, what's actually required. Um, so, so you have to kind of like pump as well. So yeah. while you're away from your baby, a pump. And if you think about like all your experiments and you have to pump maybe three times a day. So you have like two, three hour blocks where you're, you're not pumping basically. Mm. And then so to try to fit oh, your so experiments you're doing that in that time. And you're doing it at work. Yeah, at work. Okay, that, Could you, you be you in the lab pumping while doing Ooh, experiments? So, <laughs> conventionally not. So when I started this, I had to book out a room and then, you know, like I had to time everything to make my way to the, the room, which mm. is like quite a while away. Then I tried pumping in the toilets, but then they had like these lights that automatically switched off after a amount of yeah. time. And I only so know that. But you can't like wave your hands in the cubicle. You have to leave the cubicle. Uh. So I'd be there with my pumping gear. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wave my hand outside the toilet yeah and then uh, eventually i was like i can't you know keep doing this it's it's too hard to juggle everything yeah and it was taking you know two hours out of the day just to to pump milk when i only had you know eight hour days because i had to you know see my baby at least yeah <laughs> once of course and then so actually just last year um this product came out on the market which is like a wearable pump you tuck it into your these yes. cups into your bra and then you wear this pump on your on your hip. Yeah. And yeah, it's brilliant. Like I couldn't have survived for the rest of the trip without that. Wow. But it kind of, yeah, sorry, talking to a group of men about <laughs> hey, <laughs> pumping milk. This is great. So it's a, it's like the, the pads go over the nipples and where does the milk get stored? Is it in that little no, belt no, no, thing? No, no, it's, it's like it makes you like a double E cup. So, <laughs> oh, so it keeps yeah, it yeah. at the keeps breast area. There, yeah. So I had to kind of wear a, a, a strange big scarf over it. So I wasn't like, I looked like one of those, you know, Did anyone bots. come, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone come up and be like, have you had an allergic reaction to something? You're swelling up. But the, the pump makes a very faint noise. So so I'd get asked, like, are you listening to some music? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm producing milk. Yes, and then they'll be all embarrassed and walk off. (laughs) It was great. I could pump in meetings. I could pump in the lab. Yeah, but if that gets more, it gets used more. It'll become completely socially acceptable. You'd imagine people wouldn't wouldn't get freaked out if it becomes more commonplace. You'd hear a woman going and be like, oh. She's making Pumping. milk. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Like if I ever had a research group and uh, one of my female students had a baby and they were breastfeeding, I would buy with them one yeah. of these. Yeah. One each. Yeah. You yep. don't leave the lab. Oh, <laughs> uh, not in terms you of that. You pump in the lab. <laughs> you, you've got your hook for your lab coats. You've got a hook for the 
breast pump. Breast pump. No. Hook for the baby. Bio- Hook for the baby. <laughs> no, I did take Little my papoose. daughter in the lab sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Little safety specs. Yes. Oh, yeah, they, that's yeah. that's good. They make baby size. I like that. <laughs> but even that makes me happy. One thing I want to touch on, which I think um, is common to a lot of high profile, clever academic couples which is the two body problem. Mm. In your opinion, is there any way to get around it other than just saying we have to live separate lives? Mm. So I, I Googled this because I don't, I also don't know the answer. Mm. And a lot of um, people say like, you know, if, if the one person has, a, if you're in the same field, that is, if the one person has the permanent position, then they try to work with, in terms of like the HR and stuff like that to get the second partner a job as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you can work as a postdoc in your partner's group or or eventually like maybe. So I also have a plan, maybe like Cameron to become a tradie and, <laughs> <laughs> and change career plans. Tradie or IT person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's just kind of, yeah, give and take up in the air. And so basically we have an idea now where we we want to live in a country that's warm because we, we used to the warm country and we want our Mm. daughter to grow up in that so a a country that isn't just drizzle yeah Yeah. exactly Mm. yeah because i think my my daughter even learned how to crawl here because she was too inundated with clothes in the uk (laughs) she was like just a starfish (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i think it's basically both of us get ourselves into the best position apply for jobs and whoever gets the Mm. the first job you know, wins. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're, yeah, you're planning another, a big move back, back, back here somewhere or, so, or, or some warm country is what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, but it's, it's tough because my husband already has that prized permanent position, which is oh. so impossible to get. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I, I also like can't ask him to give that up. Yeah. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, very good. Well, look, that brings us to end. Thank you so much for joining us, Leo. It's been a pleasure. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is falling asleep. Everyday activity. Yeah, it's, it's, it should this be. This is a good good one to do, I think. I like this one. Otherwise, it is definitely an everyday activity. Yeah. For you, it would be multiple. Now you're getting older, you do this multiple times a day mm. when your little micro sleeps. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Leo, are you yep. a good sleeper? No, not really. Have you always been a bad sleeper or is it something that's only recently happened? Well, I get my hours sleep, my eight hours. Yeah. But yeah, just getting back to sleep is difficult. Yeah. What, do you think there's anything in particular? Is it like phone screens or anything like that that's keeping you awake? The baby. Mm. The baby. Yeah, yeah they'll do that, <laughs> won't they? Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting. Do you have that problem at all, Andy? So, oh, last <laughs> night I got an adorable Cocker Spaniel called Sophie and she was barking in her sleep. She woke me up. Oh, it was annoying. So annoying. Oh, I'm sure you can sympathize. You got up, gave her a bottle. That's right, yeah. Mm, for hours. I suckled, I put her on my teat and I let her suck away until she was full and then we went to sleep. <laughs> All right, not that one. Uh, so, I'll go first. Now, I am, I'm not a sleep scientist. I'm no. a great scientist, but mm. I'm not a sleep scientist. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, these wise words come from Joanna Uh, Mm -hmm. let's try that one, Mm -hmm. Um, from the University of Melbourne. 
and she's a postdoc fellow in psychology. This is what she has to say about sleeping. And this is about before, like, before you hit the sheets mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's kind of a, a pre- in preparation for the best slumber of your life. There's a couple of no-nos. Okay. All right. No, no one. Caffeine. How long before sleep? Before. Okay. <laughs> so That's no, what she says. No caffeine ever. Ever. No, no. So I assume it like, I know you, you see these people like, oh, I don't drink coffee after three. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. Don't do that. I'm one of them. Yeah. Um, no, no two. Nicotine. Okay. No nicotine. Are you a smoker, Leo? Nope. No. Are you a smoker? You used to be, didn't you? Did you? I, I imagine. I, I'm one of those, those amazing individuals that took up smoking at the age of 30. When I was living in the UK, yeah. it'll do that to you. And all my friends are like, "What? Are Why you doing?" Yeah. And I'm like, "I'm hip now. I'm with. I'm hanging out with the kids, man. I got to be cool." It was embarrassing, and I'm, thank God I got embarrassing it. for everyone. Okay, and did you have a, a bed bed ciggy? A bed ciggy. Oh, <laughs> ciggy before bed. Yeah, oh, I did do stupid things like that before I going to bed, getting up in the morning. Uh, it was horrible, oh, horrible, disgusting. horrible habit. Absolutely horrible. Uh. But you were cool. At least no- you didn't smoke for that long then. I didn't realize. I thought you were just a, uh, since you were 12 kind of guy. No, no, no. I'm not Not one of those. No, I resisted quite strongly until until I got to the UK and I started living with people that smoked all the time and then I gave in. So. No, no three. Alcohol. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah. So even though it helps you fall to sleep, it's actually associated with more awakenings during the night, which can leave you feeling more tired the next day. Is that mm. awakenings because you've got to get up to go to the toilet? That one. And also just restlessness, apparently. Okay. So hangovers are part just not getting a good sleep. Yep. Mm. Uh, no, no, four. Food. What? I know. Don't. Jesus. I, Joanne? Well, I Joy. <laughs> There's nothing to Joanna. say there. Boring. What the hell yeah, yeah. To so no caffeine, nicotine or food. Um, That's why you fall asleep because you're bored. (laughs) 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 No talking. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be next. No lights. (laughs) (laughs) Sit in a dark room and then you can hit the sheets. Yeah, there you go. The sheets will be the only thing you're allowed. You'll be laid there and also no sheets because you may lay there and go, these sheets are luxurious. (laughs) Um, All right. No, no five. No Bright lights or phone screens. Oh, okay. okay. Fair enough. All right, that's fair. I want to know how long before bed these things are allowed to be. It just says before, mate. Mm. Like, it says a routine. Let's say three hours. You want a number, mate? Three, three hours? Three. Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> what time do you go to bed? Like 12 or something? Midnight. You were a midnighter, in you? No, we go to bed at 10. 10. So yeah. from 7... <laughs> seven it. onwards, man. You basically you got, you got to sit in a dark room <laughs> and stare at the wall because you can't look at anything interesting. Otherwise, it'll disturb your sleep. That's all right. That's all right. Right. Jesus. So you should that create a wind down routine and a calm environment. Mm. This might involve dimming the lights and taking a bath. I imagine you having a nice, sexy candlelit bath. <laughs> well, got, if this, if I can't do anything else, why not? Yeah. All right. So the last thing is, uh, if you have problem falling asleep, uh, go to bed when you're tired and make sure to get up <laughs> about the same time every day, even on the weekend. So it's mm. about getting up. So you can head to bed later, but no lines. Oh. Get up at the same time. You've got to get that routine. So I was looking at this, right? That's I was like, agony. That's, That's it's agony. Pretty, it's pretty. But you know what? Science could do better than this. Science could do better, but yeah. I'm going to use this because... 
You've heard of the caveman diet, haven't you? Run me through it. Caveman yeah. diet, the paleo diet. Oh, nuts. you just eat nuts and meat. Yeah. And milk, grass. Milk, and stuff milk. that like caveman, caveman had yeah. around. You're only allowed to eat the stuff they could eat. Raw fish. Raw yeah. Fish. Just, and you had to go and like, I don't know, pull people into your cave, <laughs> behead them and eat them, I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the caveman diet. Now... You a caveman sleep routine. Caveman sleep routine. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. So, what do caveman love doing? They're hunter gatherers. Yes. They're not permanent settlers. No way. They've had. Uh, they normally have Nomadic. several ways of building shelters. Um, so, stretching animal hides over bone, building rough lean-tos, and creating earth uh, earthen mounds. Oh, yeah. that there you go. Before. So, uh, what I'm setting up is a self-help sleep. Uh, I guess retreat. Where upon entering, mm-hmm. people get stripped nude. Um, of course. And given just some... Stripped? They're not allowed to take the clothes off themselves? No, no. I <laughs> I do it for them. This somehow works its way into every one of your science this is. And look, I, I do it for them and I see everything. <laughs> oh, this is... Okay. Oh, okay. I see everyone nude. I give them some an animal that's dead. Okay. And they have to cut it open and strip it and take the hides off to make a little caveman like toga. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and then we have a caveman day. We, um, I release some lions into the. <laughs> and they have to- <laughs> some. Just some. Just yep. a few. Just a, just a sprinkling of so dangerous more than one, cats. But probably less than five. Uh, yeah, they're quite expensive. Mm. I looked at the, the big cats of Instagram. They're really expensive. So people buy big cats and put them in their cars to show off on Instagram. Anyway, no Instagram this because they haven't got any phones unless they've shelved them because oh, I've stripped them. Stripped them. I've, I've no technology everything. at all. No technology. It's caveman, Ooh. mate. Caveman. Yeah, of course. Yep. Bright so lights. Then they got to run lights. away from the lions. Wheels. They've got to run away from um, the other cavemen. So there's two teams and they kind of fight for superiority. Yep. Like a watering hole or something yep. like that. And yeah. I've chucked nuts all over the floor and not they a, have to go and not, then, a, not a nut tree no so i've chucked nuts over the floor and then i've just chucked like stones that look like nuts <laughs> right and they have to forage through them to find food whilst yeah. the lions are attacking and the other t- group are trying to get their own things um then i'm gonna just quickly turn down the air con they have to quickly build a shelter. Oh, this is all inside. It's, it's like in a big warehouse. Okay. <laughs> it's a retreat. <laughs> it's, yeah. So I quickly turn down the aircon. Oh, it's starting to get cold. Winter's coming. Quick, make shelters. Ooh. And then I'll just chuck. Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> then I'll just chuck some lit on like trees and stuff. And then they have to Whatever, build. Some earth. Some the earth. earth for the, the earth and uh, <laughs> Some fake snow. Fake snow. <laughs> From fa- no, real snow. Real it's going to be real cold. Yeah. Real cold. Um, and then uh, about... 9 p.m. Uh-huh. I'll bring out some lovely soft beds. Oh, <laughs> and I just push them out. Nice big pillow top mattresses. Yeah. 100, no, 1,000 plus Egyptian cotton thread sheets. Ooh. The squishiest or most comfiest, hardest pillows you've ever had, whatever you want. I've got a pillow menu. You let them menu. choose beforehand, perhaps. A pillow yeah. menu. Okay. Then I say try to go to sleep and i reckon they will all love and they will just fall asleep instantly yeah because there'd be no caffeine nicotine alcohol food food yeah what are you throwing real nuts on the floor for 
They're be- eating the nuts. They got to forage. Yeah, but they're eating. No, but I'm throwing out <laughs> stones that look like nuts so that their stomach gets full of stones. <laughs> <laughs> so even the real nuts are also made of stone. No. You, you said you're throwing out stone ones and real ones. Yeah, real nuts yeah. and stone ones. Oh, but you think they've eaten both. They'll eat both. That's right. And you, you only give them the mattresses after a certain period of time. Yeah, so once they're exhausted. And they've eaten. And, and oh, well, but then maybe, the lions are still out. They're not going to sleep with the lions You'll in have to there. tranquilize the lions. I will tranquilize yeah. the lions. Yeah. Well, actually, oh. I'll open a flap in the well, warehouse. Wouldn't, wouldn't the lions also be so tired from this routine that they'll... <laughs> <laughs> or jump on a bed and go straight to sleep. Or- yeah, look, you have to fight a lion for your bed. So what? Or they Sue me. Could be full from eating people. Yeah. How am I sciencing it? Well, I'm bringing the caveman sleep routine back into fashion. Boom. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 Scattered applause. Yeah. Now, Leo, is there is there anything that you would do in your science uh, world that would help sleep? Ooh. So, yeah, I keep going on about my baby. So I guess now that I don't have any science to research, that I am basically got my baby as my research project. Mm-hmm. So, How's the ethical approval for that? I, well, I can do what I want. I made her. So. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. 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 So babies sleep more than like anyone. So they're, you know, the pros at sleeping. Yeah. So, and then they have these cycles, which are shorter than the adult cycles. So 30 to 50 minutes. So they're like prime research fodder for learning more about sleep. So I think if we kind of, I I basically did this anyway, like experimented with my daughter and how, like what makes her sleep better and and what doesn't. And she's like, you kind of have your intuition as well. So gradually, so now she's one year old and I know exactly what she needs to sleep and I know when she'll go to sleep and everything. So I think there's things we can take from that. So I noticed that when she's tired, she puts her two fingers in her mouth, her pointing and middle finger. And so perhaps like if we, you know, take a little bit of this knowledge and you can try. <laughs> maybe you, you think I, we, we should just, be trying yeah, these I see where this is going. Thumb. I, <laughs> yeah, so maybe suck your thumb before you go to sleep. <laughs> We're going to copy baby yeah. the processes yes. the babies so, go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the caveman sleep. Yeah. And now we've got the baby sleep Love style. It. I like it. This is good. Does it? Do you think it'll work if I put my fingers in like Cameron's <laughs> mouth? Will he feel sleepy? Yes. Yes. Because yes. sometimes I put my finger in her mouth. Ah. So ah. it's the sucking action or the something being in my mouth, not the feeling on my fingers that's important. <laughs> no, because we because I guess you could use a dummy, but we just never used a dummy with mm-hmm. our baby. Yeah. Do you think there's an optimal shape for sucking that makes you feel sleepy? <laughs> Probably the human nipple. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to give it a go. Mandering into <laughs> dangerous territory here again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what else have you learned? So, sometimes I'm probably going to get on the bad side of some people, but she has to cry. So mm-hmm. sometimes it just happens. So if you give yourself a good cry before bed. I was going to say, then- crying, <laughs> I cry a lot yeah. and I'm always exhausted after I cry. Yeah. Like I cry a lot and really intense. next time. Yeah. Some thrashing about. Thrashing. Do you, do you thrash and cry? No, I don't. Then Come on, You're more of a quiet sobber. I, I quietly and gently <laughs> sob into my pillow. But I but it, it can be quite intense. I usually feel yeah. exhausted after. But I'm not a thrasher. You're right. Babies thrash. Mm. Did yeah, you ever find okay. with your child, we would, we would take our kids just outside into the fresh air and that would tend to settle them almost immediately. 
And they would sort of fall asleep That's because it was probably like 40-something degrees outside. <laughs> Maybe. But you put them in a pram and you go for a walk with them and they would tend to fall asleep. You could do yeah, that. Yeah. Get someone to put you in a pram, a giant pram. Oh, I love push you that. Around <laughs> in the, in the air. science, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is very good, Leo. I think there's a lot we can learn yeah. from children. The other one's white noise. So we found that. So we started using white noise. I think it was like the beat of a heart with this whooshing of your stomach. And yeah. then it was also like the, the waves and some rain. So it was really yes. nice mix of white noise. And I felt I've, I've, so you're like a, I felt better sleeping with that. Yeah, well, you're like a baby DJ. Yeah. Just mixing <laughs> yeah. this shit together and you're like, you like that? Like, oh, it's working. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. But it's white noise. So even you felt like you were getting sleepy. Yeah. Why? I loved that one, actually. I didn't like the one that my daughter actually really loves, which is a vacuum. Oh, wow. vacuum. That oh. is true. What, they do yeah. like As vacuums. in a real vacuum or is there a vacuum synth- Oh, you can go on YouTube vacuum. and there's 10 hours of like these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vacuum. yeah, vacuum. That noise. is brilliant. Now, vacuums do work. Because yeah. yeah. we bought a really quiet vacuum because we thought the baby would not fall asleep during it. Oh, they love it. No, they, wow. <laughs> they like vacuums. You need to get a booster. You will be able to keep your house clean. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be vacuuming all the time. That's great. Mm. Oh, Leo, that's brilliant. I love uh, I love the baby sleep cycle. Can we all agree that we will suck our thumbs until we go to sleep tonight? Mm. I'll certainly cry. I'll certainly get some crying all right. in, no problem. Good. Good. <laughs> but I'll thrash this time. And I want my giant pram. I would push you around. I want my giant pram. I would push you around in a pram only if we could go to really busy cities. If I'm asleep or something. Anywhere a diaper. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> What you got for us, Gibbo? What I love about science, there's certainly for quite a while now, we always approach these from different angles. Yeah. My angle might be a little bit similar to yours. So the way I'm approaching this is... Caveman. Not caveman. I'm approaching this is that the goal is to fall asleep as fast as possible. That's okay. my science. This. Yep. That's my goal. How so do I fall asleep as fast as Speed is important in everything. Speed and, and depth of sleep as well. I'm going for deep, deep, deep quick. sleep and fast as possible. Yeah. Yes, I'm aiming for... Falling asleep as fast as possible and into as deep as sleep as possible. All right. How do you do that? Well, we have to find out the best way, obviously, to do this. We have to test a number of subjects. How many would you suggest, Andy? Well, mine's just well, mine's actually a pay for service. So as many people sign up, there's my test subject. I'm going to use the Andy Andy uh, Stapleton method. I'm going to choose a hundred people. Easy to do percentages. Yeah, yeah. All right. Actually, no, I'm going to need a thousand. Ten thousand. Take off a zero. One yeah. hundred thousand. Even better. You've done it again, Shmoopy. You've got me. <laughs> Math um, is easy. <laughs> we're going to try a bunch of things. Yeah. Test a bunch of things. Warm milk, soothing music, variable temperature. I find falling asleep when it's a little cold is much nicer. We've had a, a big burst of hot weather recently and I found yeah. it difficult to fall asleep. I yeah. didn't do that with news. 46.6 degrees in Whoa. Adelaide last week. Insane. That is great news. What's that in Fahrenheit? Yeah, you you like lived a, in England a lot, like us. One hundred and thirty. Like me, we should That's, know that. It's pretty. One hundred and thirty probably is, isn't it? Um, uh, mattress firmness. It's quite subjective, so you need people to choose their own. Just, just exactly like you said, yeah. uh, BA. I thought that was that thank was nice. you. Uh, so there's lots of different variables, but you know, I think, and we need to test how asleep these people are. So we needed to monitor um, heart rate, body temperature breathing patterns. We need, we need a control group. We need to see these people. 
what are they like when they're asleep? So we yeah. monitor all these things. I don't want people wearing masks or things like that. I want this to all to be like relaxing, smooth. So but, I'll tell you what I can do is you, yep. you can let the people go to sleep and I'll measure their breathing by getting really close to their face, but not waking them yeah, and yeah. just feeling their breath on my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll yeah. just let that just like, get real close. Oh, yeah, they're breathing. Can I, can I get back to you? Would you? On that? <laughs> Just go on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've, you've stumped me be there. No, I, I'll get back to you on that. I'm All not right. really sure. Just run it past ethics. I think it, inevitably someone would wake up and they would see <laughs> your face. <laughs> no. Millimetres away from yeah. theirs and I would lose test subjects very quickly. No, but I would just yeah. be like this. It's for science. Yeah, I don't think that would work. <laughs> okay. There is a little bit of Freddy, Freddy Krueger about your face as well, I think. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It is scary. Famous. It is scary. Famous so, face. So we need some, you know, we need to work out and we, I don't want the monitoring to be too invasive, so, no. but I think we have the technology now to, to test all these things, to work out when people are actually asleep. Because what I could do is lay my hands on their chest oh, this, and yeah. feel their rib cage move and yeah. count the breaths. Is that another good way? So we, yeah, we could have a shirt maybe that, not, not necessarily your hands, but a shirt. <laughs> Shirt that measures pressure. The other thing we need to monitor is um, rapid eye movement because right. REM is, is a really important part of sleep and I think that's often how they measure the depth of sleep mm. is how often those rapid eye movements occur. So what the I duration do, and the number of times So I could just put my tongue on the oh. side of their eye <laughs> and just feel the eye movement. And I'm going to have to get back. I'll get back okay, to you about that, that as well. well. All right. I'm not convinced that I'm going to You guys are going to have a very long meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. He's going to go through everything he wants to do and I'm going to say no a lot. I suspect. Yeah. Ask someone first. But I'm willing to explore right. the meeting beforehand. All right. Anyway, uh, so I think there's a technique that's going to bulldoze all those out of the way. What's that? I think there's a method to get someone to fall asleep very fast uh, and very deep that, that's going to blow past all those other methods. Yeah. And I think that is to try and keep them awake as long as possible. Right. So if you so keep you, someone awake as long as possible, I think they will fall into sleep quick and deep. Yeah. So you, how are we going to keep people awake? Jet lag. Jet lag. Uh, so get them on a plane. How long can we keep people awake for? There's been an experiment uh, where they've done where someone has been awake for 11 days. Without Shit. sleep. Oh. 11 264 hours. Randy hours. Gardner. Was that with methamphetamines? It doesn't say. It, no, this was uh, a 17 year old high school student set this apparent world record for a science fair. <laughs> so maybe they use drugs. I'm not sure. Good teacher. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's encouraging them to do this? Incredibly, you can die, you can die from yeah. not, not sleeping. Uh, that That's amazing. So this is actually quite dangerous. So. I think we would probably keep people awake uh, at, we would start in different days. So first would be two days, see how yep. long they take to fall asleep and how yep. deep they fall asleep, three yep. days, four days. And then we would go up to about nine, Right. I think, nine full days awake and test to see how long it takes them to fall asleep. And How uh, are you keeping them awake? So there's lots of different methodologies we can use. You can use, uh, people can drink coffee. To stay awake. That's no, no one, man. Yeah, yeah. They can, they can drink. They can. Uh, I now know that they shouldn't be exposed to bright lights. Yeah. Uh, they shouldn't eat. Yep. Breathe. Yeah. Drink. Yep. What's all the others you've got down there? Well, I'll there? tell you what we could do. So you were all poo-pooing my ideas about like putting my hands on their chest and like licking their eyes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sleeping what? with Andy in front. Oh, of exactly. Well, how yeah. about you say the moment you fall asleep, I'll let him loose on you. Actually, <laughs> actually, that is really good. Thank yeah. you. 
you were going to be one of my primary sources for keeping people away. Yeah, and I put me in a sweaty room, and I look atrocious. Mm. Um, you put people in in a in stress a room position. Where they can't lay down properly. Yeah, like it's a really small con- confined space. You blare music every five minutes, so if mm. they start looking like they're drifting off, and then you simply, as I said before, you just time how long it takes them. You monitor rapid eye movement, and that's how you do it. Great. Boom! 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 Schmoopster. So Brilliant. we all know that science has probably cracked the art of sleeping with mm. different things like um, melanin, anesthesia. Oh yeah, mm. uh, which puts you to sleep for um, surgeries. Uh, do you reckon that it would be healthy for me to be anesthetized every night and then wake up and good to go? Like, I, I don't think f- that kind of sleep is actually good for you. I think you'd feel groggy yeah. as yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. think you have the proper kind of sleep. Yeah. yeah, I felt pretty bad the one time I got anesthetized. Anesthetized? <laughs> why, why have they not thought of a better term? Like s- sleepy cut time. Sleepy cut. Sleepy cut. <laughs> SCT. Yeah. 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 And then there are the sleeping pills that you can take. Yeah. Anyone, anyone had sleeping pills before? I have. No. What in? Did you just do it for fun? No, come <laughs> it wouldn't be something I would Recreational do. Recreational sleep. <laughs> I do drugs and his sleeping pills just for fun, just on the weekends. Um, no, uh, so Kate and I did it on a flight from uh, back to the UK, actually. I was going back to see my parents. When we were landing, we needed to drive right away. So I was like, I need to be like as well rested as possible. Okay. And so we took half a sleeping tablet each and we slept for about eight hours. Like I remember waking Ooh. up a couple of times, but they, I was just out. Yeah, and some of my other friends who uh, I can't name because this is illegal, I'm sure they go to their doctor. They say they have high anxiety with flying. They get prescribed Valium, mm-hmm. then they take two Valium and drink a whiskey, and apparently it just makes the flight disappear. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> there we are. So yeah, it works. See, I like watching movies. Mm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Got to get your money's worth. And I'm too afraid of taking any type of drug, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have uh, sleeping tablets. I'd be worried about if there's an emergency and you're like, I can't move them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So put on your uh, put on your your oxygen. You're like, what? No. <laughs> Go away. Put it on me. <laughs> um, Schmoopy, when you decide to do drugs, mm. I want to be that person that you do does whatever drug you choose. I want to be the person that does it with you. Deal. What's that? So that you can. Have your finger over my face the whole time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Bad trick. That's just, what he's going to do. I just want to get up in your face. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Start with paracetamol. So what stops you from sleeping? I'm not doing any of those, by the way. I'm oh. doing my own. All right. What stops you from sleeping? Uh, cortisol. Is that a drug? Is that a chemical? Is I it? I think it's a hormone that stress keeps you. Hormone. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Stress is Ooh, kind of what I'm getting at. Stress. Okay. Yep. So I I think that often when I'm sleeping I feel like I think I like I'm I feel like I'm tired but I'm not sleeping mm. is because I'm thinking about things and I mm. often do a thing where I recreate my day or recreate specific moments of mm. the day and uh, kind of relive uh, them like what I could have done like differently differently yeah yeah, yeah. or is uh, nowadays I'm playing basketball a lot at night times. So if I get in an argument with someone, I often think about other <laughs> things I could have said to them oh. in order mostly in order to make them feel bad and me feel big. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. I do, I do similar things as well. Yeah. So, and that's stopping me from sleeping. And I do try a technique that Andy brought up for some other reason mm. is that 
you just, I just tell my brain like, yep, that's a very important thing to think about. Say if I'm thinking of a, of a work thing, mm. but let's leave that for now and we'll get back to that tomorrow. Yeah. And it's often if I just say that to my brain, it does let things go. And oh, I that's can, good and that I it works. On. Yeah. It's good you can talk to your brain like that. You can't. No, I can't. You don't have an inner monologue? <laughs> I do, actually. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> we found him. The oracle. <laughs> no, I, I can hear him now. He's saying they're laughing at you. They're mocking you. You loser. I would love to. Ouch. Yeah. You did that to yourself. I don't like him. No, he's horrible. Mm. All right. So, so my product is... The Daymaker. Daymaker. Oh, I love it. It's like right. a vampire thing. So the whole day, I'm recording my entire day on camera. Yeah. So either I'm wearing like a Google Glass. Mm-hmm. Yep. I or have a GoPro. A, I have a, a GoPro uh, on my Ooh. shoulder. Like yep. a, uh, Or I have a special eye insert, which is a camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I wear a very large hat. <laughs> <laughs> and within the hat is a camera. <laughs> I like that you're, you're, you're accounting for no technological progress in this that's, as well. No, that's good to work within the bounds of the technology we have. This is like a, a Simpson-esque hat. So yes. big you can hear it whirring. It's buzzing. And it's you buzzing. might get neck damage. It's buzzing like a bee. Yeah. <laughs> So, so far, my idea is feasible. It yeah. is, absolutely. Great, love yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so, at the end of the day, before going to sleep, I get the opportunity to resolve any mistakes that I might have, might have made throughout the day. Very good. So, I have my recording, so it sees what I see. So, often there's like, there's just a vision in your head of like the thing that's that's got you really ticking yeah. over and over again. So, I kind of go to that point, load that into a, a computer um, you know, it could be a good computer, could be a Commodore sixty four. Yeah, whatever. Not. Probably not because what I'm what I'm about to say next. <laughs> it I can then enter a virtual reality world. Ooh, oh, that's within yeah. current technology. Not too much unlike the virtual reality centers that we've all visited. Yep, that's, Maybe that's... Leo, have you been to a virtual no. reality place? So with this thing, before I'm going to bed. So this is before I hit the sheets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to resolve all of these inner conflicts so that once I'm on bed, my mind is settled. On bed. Uh, so <laughs> OB. I enter the, the VR world. I, I mm. you know, knock in the, you know, that guy who fouled me too hard in basketball. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd lock in the thing where Gibbo uh, refused to train me on the AFM. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> or I've, I've given you some witty comeback that's really nailed you oh. and then you've been able to come back with another one to get me. Yes. Ah, very good. So I can go through that and I say, I'm going to go through these situations and then I actively act out this situation over and over again until I believe that it's resolved. Yeah. Mm, excellent. And so is there a chance you could enter an infinite loop where it never ever becomes resolved because you'll never ever have a chance of winning it? I think that what might happen is if I can't win a situation, I might start crying yeah. in such an active mm. way. What was the word you said? Thrashing about. I would be thrashing and crying in my VR reality world. Yeah. That I might just end up falling asleep on the floor in my in my uh, VR. Yeah. Room. If Cameron okay. can't win something, that could drive him to uncontrollable sobbing. And all I'm trying to do is fall asleep. Yeah. 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 So and that would be it. a, a, a byproduct of it. Yeah. So there we go. So either way. I'm sleeping like a baby. Yeah, uh, okay. um, which is obviously quite easy. And it's a peaceful slumber because you've resolved everything. Yeah, yeah. 
or Love it. cried myself to sleep. Or cried yourself to sleep. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Uh, Leo, um, would you want to be reliving the day, all of the bad things and trying to combat them and make them better? No, I think it's a waste of time. (laughs) But then it's in the end of the day, it's unresolved anyway. So unless you can really trick your mind into thinking that, no, you won that argument, then you're kind of like a a narcissist if you can do that. (laughs) Maybe you are a narcissist. (laughs) Leo, I I like the idea because I'm a small and petty person. Yeah. And Uh, so Cameron and I, we have that in common, I think. I would rather act out like if I'm... Completing an argument at work, for instance, yeah, yeah. I would rather just have that finished in my VR world and then the next day when I see that person, mm. I act as if nothing happened. Mm. Oh, you don't <laughs> hit them with the zinger? You don't go, oh, that thing you said to me yesterday, here's my retort 24 hours later. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> I think that would be Can worse. you recall a specific instance where that's happened, where someone said something and you've been like, oh, I wish I had a comeback. Then you go home and you're like, oh, I had the perfect thing and I didn't say it. Has that ever happened to you? Normally I just say the perfect thing. Uh, uh, I had it happen tonight. I had it happen tonight. Cameron said to me something about, oh, you don't believe any of those experiments anyway. And I sort of went, no, 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 no. And then when I went to the toilet later, I was like, I should have said to Cameron, science always has some uncertainty, Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing can be precisely known. And I was like, damn it, I didn't say it. But you did now, so you can sleep sleep tonight. I did now. I did now. So thank you, Cameron. Cameron, I would love this idea, uh, but I want a little bit of a thing. I want to be able to go into your dreams. No. No. (laughs) He said no before you even said what you were going to say. That was good. I want you to be there. like In Gibbo's thing, he's like, Cameron, do your thing. And I'll just turn and be like, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> and I'll just always be part of your life. You know that you've just given yourself another Freddy Krueger reference there? Have I? Coming yeah. into oh, your dreams. Your dreams. Yes. I am Freddy Krueger and I didn't know it. Is he dead? Well, who knows? Did the character die? Uh, Every Probably. movie he died, yeah. yeah. But he always came but back. He always comes back. I'm him reincarnated <laughs> in real life. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I love it. Well, everyone, we I, did it. Everyone brought it today. Everyone. Bought something good. Ba-boom. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide bass band Voice Wrong. Check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. Like our Facebook page, join our forum and give us a review on wherever you get this podcast. Cameron, sponsor of the week. You were just listening to Publish Perish Your Podcast and it's brought to you this week by our future sponsor... Daymaker. <laughs> Finish yeah. off your day so you can get to sleep. Beautiful. Get your revenge. I love it. Final farewells. <laughs> Goodbye from Gibbo. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>